Hello and welcome to Profiles in Risk. This is your host, Tony Canyas. And today I have with me Michelle Bodhi, CEO at Fincher Consulting. So Michelle, thank you for, for joining me today. How's it going? Great. Thank you for having me on the podcast. Awesome. So, so I met Michelle at InsurTech Hartford just a few weeks ago, but she's actually in Cincinnati. Uh, so M M Michelle, we, we always give the, the chance for, for the guests to give the elevator pitch. But first, I've got to ask, that map behind you, is that uh, pictures for, from your travel? Yeah, yeah it's, uh, yeah, it's everywhere I've been. I take a little photo and put it on the wall. That and then is, now that I work remote, it's, it's a nice background. That, that, that is really cool. We, we have one of those scratch off maps where you can scratch off the countries you've been to. Uh, but, but I, I really like the, 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 the idea of that one with, with your, with, with your pictures for, for, from your trips. Uh, so, so what is uh, Fincher Consulting? Yeah. So Fincher Consulting is an insure tech consulting firm. So I, I'm blessed that we're able to help individual insure techs decide when they're looking to fill out their core tech and their vendors, when they're thinking about buying or building. So most of them are at tech inflection points and we are able to help them figure out when to buy and when to build. And if they're looking to, to buy, then we go ahead and, and navigate that process with them. And then some of them are looking to build. And so what we do is work with individual engineering team and development teams on how to build a rating engine, quoting engine, and all the plumbing and scaffolding that needs to take place. So all the integrations. Okay. So I, I'm, what, what I've seen at most insure techs, or maybe half of insure techs, you generally have a lot of tech people and not a lot of insurance people. More and more, we have some insure techs that, that, are, that have uh, good insurance co-founders, but, but historically, there were, there were a lot of, of tech people uh, that didn't really know insurance. Uh, and I, I'm guessing, and correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm guessing that developers like to develop. So I, I'm guessing that, that, that generally they want to build. Yeah, so there's definitely a desire to build, but sometimes you have to think about what is your company going to be known for five years from now? And, and so some venture capitalists really like their individual insure techs to, to own their own tech and to own their own destiny. And they feel really good about that. But you have to know what to build, how to build it. And so that's not um, always straightforward. So, I mean, yes, we have to build APIs and we have to build tech, but sometimes insurance really need to, to be able to compliantly write a policy and to be able to service that policy. And so sometimes on the teams, they don't have that innate knowledge on how to do that. And so sometimes it's actually better to, to buy something. If you know you want to own your own tech, that's fine. Go ahead and, and buy it and then go ahead and then start building all those functionalities and then migrate your policies before you get to those first renewals. So, so that way you're kind of um, learning as you go and you don't have to reinvent the wheel because at the end of the day, we don't want to reinvent how we do renewals. We need to be able to renew a policy. Okay, well, that has certain actions and certain steps that need to happen to do so compliantly. Okay, so you said something really interesting. Uh, so some VCs 
So you 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 have you found in, in the market that, that that different VCs have different uh, appetites for for how much they they want the companies that they invest in in bring in, in to, to 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 bring existing technology versus how much they want them to build. So it depends on the investors. It, it can it can also depend on the individual teams. So. Okay. Well, some people believe, so some intertechs, founders, they believe that policy admin systems should be more like a utility. It's just something we we take for granted, the internet, the, the water, those sort of utilities that we really have. And then others believe that they have um, built into their infrastructure, they have really done something unique and different, and that's part of their value proposition. And so they can lower cost, they can have a lot of data enhancements that are able to price their exposure more appropriately. And so by being able to do this, that they feel like this is one of their key differentiators. And so really you have to understand what camp you're in. Are you in the camp where this is my key differentiator or is this a utility? And if this is a utility, then perhaps you need to buy. When we think about the core tech architecture, some teams need to, to have many different functionalities within there, and then others need less depending on if they're a broker, their embed insurance, if they're writing direct on their own paper. So there, there's different needs. And so first, you really just need to decide where, where, what you want to be when you grow up. I love that question because that is the exact question that I ask people uh, when uh, I'm doing career advice, uh, chat with Tony calls. What do you want to be when you, when you grow up? I, I actually, uh, and, and but, but by the way, feel free to, to steal this uh, if, if it's useful. But basically what, what I do is I ask him, uh, if, if I wave my Harry Potter wand and get you the perfect job five years from now, what do you want to be when you grow up? Uh, and and I, I find that it, it works really well. People open up. Uh, so, so <laughs> you cast a certain spell, is there? Uh, so it's, it's, it's an off the rack, uh, you know, uh, like <laughs> bought at, uh, Universal Studios, Florida, uh, one. So, so no actual magic from it, but it, it does help people, uh, uh, kind of like think what, about, about what they want to do. It gives them a, a laugh. Uh, so, so you, you mentioned, uh, the, the inflection points. That that happened in in in, uh, in the in uh, as insurtechs build. What what are generally those inflection points where where it might make sense to 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 give you a call? Great. So the different inflection points are you're writing new business for the first time. Second is you're a broker and now you want to be an MGI. So you want to start writing direct. You um are have been a broker of a more traditional sense but now you want to have this digital brokerage and you want to do something a bit different um the, the next inflection point is actually a little bit counterintuitive it's you already have a policy admin system you have an agency management system you have a claims admin system they're not serving you and so we have a lot of people that are migrating off of subpar technology and so that's really been an interesting um uh, phase that we're going through in the industry right now, where people are just not willing to tolerate uh, poor poor vendors at this point. Okay. 
Okay. So, so what, 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 what is your, what does your process look like? So, so I'm an insured tech. I've been around for, you know, 18 months. I, I wrote some policies, uh, have kind of some sort of tech, tech stack and then some plan for where I want the stack that to be, tech stack to be in, in, in the future. Uh, and, and, but I'm not thrilled about, about how it's looking. So give you a call. What does the process look like from there? Yeah, so most teams come to me and they know exactly what they want to do. And that's what's actually really funny. They, they know they want to leave their policy admin system. They know they want to build. They know that they need a change. They're just not sure what they what that next step should be. So they know they want something different than what they have. They're on a tool that is taking them eight months to launch the next state or a year to launch the next product. It's taking them three years to onboard this policy admin system tool that's IPO'd and we all know what, what, these, what these tools are. And so when, when teams come to me and they're at this inflection point of they're already on an actual policy admin system tool, they're on an agency, they're on a claims tool, they're on, you know, they have to make their CRM and their billing and their payment processor and they need all this tech to work together they know that they have to do something different because they need to stop the madness. It's kind of like if you buy a car, you buy a used car and you need it to get you from, from here to work, work from home, you need it to get you from here to the grocery store. You need the car to get you from point A to point B. And at the end of the day, that's what the systems have to do. These, these policy softwares, these agency softwares. And, and at the end of the day, if it doesn't do that for you compliantly and with ease, then you need to get to a car that can get you from point A to point B. If you buy this car, it doesn't get you from point A to point B. At the end of the day, you still have to figure out transportation. And so that's really what you need to do is to figure out the next, the next steps. So the best time to buy policy software is maybe three years ago or tomorrow. <laughs> uh, okay. So, so how did you end up uh, creating the, the, this company, what, what 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 did you see in the market that that uh, so, so so a little bit of, of, of your your history? Yeah, so I spent eight years at a large carrier called Great American. It's a great company, You're... and at the end of the day, I took them to the cloud, did some really cool things. I I really liked the company, but they were in a culture of change, and so I realized that if I wanted to really own my career and see where I wanted to go with it, I was going to have to make a move, and so I went to a startup. And it was called Munich Ray Digital Partners. And I loved it. It was great. I was able to um, own the digital insurance product launches for Next and Vouch and Kin and Obi and Foxfield. And there was a whole slew of them. And really what that means is that I was able to own customer journey, quote divine and servicing of the policies. And I really loved what we were able to do as a brand. And then Munich Re came in and took over. And so really the team had, had two options and that was to leave or get absorbed into to the mothership. And so, yeah, I, um, I ultimately decided on, on, on leaving. And so I was like, I'm going to give myself till the end of the year to see if this is a business. And I've been in business for 13 months Get, gone gangbusters. I mean, it's, it's gone bananas. We have so many great clients, so many great customers. And really, 
Um, I'm able to continue a lot of that work that I was doing at Munich Re Digital Partners, which is to help individual insure techs that are at these data and tech inflection points. So it's been a really great, great feeling. Okay. Um, and it, I, I always like, like to ask uh, any great client stories and client success stories. And you, you can share the name if you want to. You don't have to share the name. Yeah. Um, so we have, um, trying to think of how, which ones I'm allowed to share because I'm under NDA. Yeah. Feel, feel free not, not to say names. It, it's, it's quite all right. Yeah. So have a client who um, does not have a good data data dictionary, data standard. There's no gold standard of, of their data. And so what we've been able to do is as consultants is to come in and to, to look at their data and to really um, get it to the point where we definitively understand here's exactly what is, is in the policy. Here's exactly the coverage premium breakdown by individual coverage parts. And so what we're able to do is, is provide this team um, actionable data so that they can produce borderos, that they can um, you know, see their premium and loss. And they don't have this, uh, right before we were working with them, they had this uh, bucket of, of money that was for rounding. They just didn't know where it belonged. And so we're able to, it was a seven figure slush fund. They just didn't know where the money actually went. And um, yeah, so just uh, just providing some clarity and some peace of mind to, um, you know, after a certain point you've grown, if you have seven figures of, of annual revenue, that's just, you don't know where it belongs um, by line item, that, that's a problem. Okay. Okay. The... So, so, so basically, if you're in 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 a, in, a, in a weird situation with with the, with the system, where where a third party who who gets both insurance and the system side uh, can can help you uh, get things in order, figure out whether to build, figure out whether whether to uh, to 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 bring in a, a off the shelf solution and which ones might make sense for you given where you're at. Yeah, and then even with that, I mean, in this last company's example, we're, we're really helping you make the most of the data that you already have. And so you might have tools that are working for you, but if you haven't understood what your data dictionary is and your standards are, and you haven't shared that with, with the wider organization, then you might still have gaps to, to make your data as actionable as possible. Today's episode is sponsored by Talage. For someone who has sold insurance, nothing is more tedious than quoting small commercial policies. And frankly, for many agents, selling small commercial policies is difficult and unprofitable. But then we found Talage, sponsor of the Insurance Nerds podcast. They are an API-based digital distribution platform that's changing commercial insurance. With Talage, you can quote multiple top-rated carriers in less than 10 minutes and get instant quotes. Talage makes commercial insurance quoting the easiest part of the job. 
If you want to make commercial coding the easiest part of your day, then check out talagins.com slash insnerds for more info. That's talagins.com slash insnerds for easy commercial quoting. And if you sign up using talagins.com slash insnerds, they'll waive the setup fee. Tell them Tony sent you. Now, back to our show. Okay, excellent. Uh, so, so what, what's what's the easiest way to to uh, to to find? I mean, when 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 this goes live, I, I will tag you on on, on LinkedIn, and I'll, I'll tag the company on, on LinkedIn. Uh, what's what's the easiest way to to connect and and you know get on your calendar to to see if if uh, if if it might make sense to to work together? Yeah, I mean, email Michelle at Fincher.us. Um, I'm on LinkedIn. You can message me there. Um, yeah, I mean, we have a company website, you can email us, the link's all in there. We have a Calendly link, Calendly link, right? right it it right. is hard to say, yeah. <laughs> Calendly link right on our website. So yeah, whatever, whatever's uh, really just for recipients, easiest on them. Okay, okay. Uh, fantastic. Uh, Thank you so much for, for coming on the, on the on the show. It's it's been very interesting. I before I run into you, I had no idea that that, that InsureTechs uh, brought in third party help on on the technology side. Uh, yeah, because no, I think I, of them as technology people. And, and if I really had to describe like why teams bring us in, and you know, th- I know you're trying to wrap up, so thank you for having me on this. Oh, no, but, no, no, no problem. Yeah. So what what I would really say is like I could tell you what we do. And I could tell you how we do it, but if, if I really had to explain it, like why teams bring me in is because I've worked on 15 different insure tech platforms. I've seen their tech. I've brought them to America. I've, I've, I've helped them uh, scale from one product to six products. You know, when they get their first package policy, you know, when they're a broker and now they want to be an MGA, those are all big decisions. And so sometimes the reason I'm brought in is because it's wartime and they have 12 months of, of, of runway. And if they don't figure this out, they're not going to be a company in 24 months. And so they need to get it right. And so there's this whole concept of one door and two door decisions. And the concept of a two door decision is if you go and you enter this door and there's always an exit through the other door. You you can always figure it out, but if this is a one door decision and it's going to take a million dollars, it's going to take um, basically all your engineers or most of your engineers a year to do something, six months, whatever that is. I mean, that's big commitment. And you want somebody there that's seen missteps and who's seen pitfalls in the industry. And you don't wanna make those same mistakes because if you're making those same mistakes, then you're not learning. And you just aren't aware of what mistakes other people have made because everybody, if you, if you look at the insure tech industry, it's like, we're doing so great. Look at us, we raised this next round. And that's true. There are a lot of winnings and there are a lot of learnings to, to be had, but a lot of people aren't like, we got sued over this. This is, this is the wartime situation. We're on this policy admin system and it's going to take us three years to get off of it. And we're tied up and we can't get off of it. So, so that's what we, we come to the table and we help you. And we do a lot of research ourselves. So we interview and get demonstrations from a lot of the vendors. And we say, prove to us that you can do an out of sequence endorsement. It's not enough for them to demonstrate, uh, for them to, to say it, they have to that we trust, but verify. So every single platform that we work with, we trust, but verify. And so that's really what it takes. Um, I don't really think there's a lot of 
other people in the consulting space that are really focused on tech for insure techs. And so that's where we really feel like we can play and win and really help individual teams because I feel like I have taken people off of, you know, the Majescos and the Guidewires and Duck Creeks. And inherently, sometimes it's, it was set up wrong or it wasn't the right tool for them or there's a lot of different aspects of it. So you can't just look at it and say, well, that's a bad tool because it might be, but is that at face value of, of, is that all the learnings there is? You shouldn't use this tool. Well, maybe, maybe this team wasn't the right fit for it. Maybe they had an integration partner who, who built it for them and it wasn't the right, the right construction. So, so you have to look at where you are versus where you want to go. And so we think about it in terms of, I don't want to send people to subpar technology vendors because it's a waste of technical innovation dollars that could have, it's, it's the used car situation. It could have gotten you to destination B, but instead you're just having to get off of the system and onto another one. And so that doesn't behoove you. It doesn't move the dollars. It doesn't move the needle. And so it's not going to help you stay in business. And so that's what we're trying to do to demystify it for individual insurtechs, MTAs, and carriers. Okay. Um, I, I did think about another question that I, that I do think is, is important. Um, what, 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 what are the, the, the mistakes that, that, that you're seeing insurtechs do make kind of repeatedly? You, you're seeing like several different insurtechs make the same mistakes. Uh, so they think about oh, we're direct to consumer and that's great. So we've got direct to consumer, we've got the broker flow, we've got these submissions that can happen where you upload perhaps a PDF and, and you upload those. But they haven't really taken into consideration the customer journey, who the customer is, when they need insurance and what they need it for. Another problem that I've really seen is at is at renewal. So they're, they're worried about retention, but they haven't thought about like cross-sell and upsell and nobody is really doing it right. Servicing of the policies. It's something where, I, I mean, I worked at a large carrier and I've helped 15 different insure techs and they're all servicing the policies very manually. There's nothing scalable or extensible for, for how they're doing it. There's nothing that's really truly in this self-service. Everything's very manually intensive and it's, let's, let's their bodies at the problem and that's what they have to do. And so that's an area that's really ripe for disruption. The thing about insure tech is the word's been around since 2016 and digital insurance has been around for a handful of years. And, and we, we say we're, we're insure tech because we're digital quote to bind and we have automated underwriting and we, we have data enrichment and there's, there is some AI and we're doing some things, but, at the end of the day, insurance hasn't really, it's modernized, but it hasn't really just been so innovative and nobody's really doing something so different than, than everybody else. Kind of uh, where people are winning right now is because they have distribution partners, they have interesting relationships. They're doing something a little bit different maybe with embedded insurance, but, but at the end of the day, it's, uh, it's kind of like the insurance we had 10 years ago, just with quote to bind, that's, automated underwriting. We have APIs. That's great. We need that, but we need the next revolution of insurance to really take place. Okay. 
Uh, I really like the, the the example of of renewals and and uh, policy servicing because it's exactly the kind of thing that if you're a tech person that doesn't come from insurance, that's exactly the kind of thing that that you're gonna miss. You're not gonna realize how important it is, and and you're you're yeah. not gonna uh, build it to be uh, efficient and effective. Uh, when you're first building, because you don't know how how often uh, changes to the policy are needed, you you don't you don't know how how uh, difficult renewal season is, is, is going to be. You've never done it before. Yeah, I would just say that like renewals, for example, I have a Hiscox policy. It's like three hundred forty seven dollars a year, and my renewal is up. And they emailed me and said, "Hey, do you want the same exact policy next year? We're going to charge you the same rate." just good for me. I didn't have an uptick in, in, in price, but what they should have done is said, Oh, you have $500,000 in coverage. Well, here's a million dollars. They wouldn't have to ask me any additional questions, but they lost the opportunity to, to cross sell upsell me. If they just said, here's a million dollars in coverage. And now that's for an extra $150. Are you interested? It would have taken them very minimal effort and but it's not just Hiscox. I'm not faulting them. It's it's across the board. So it's it's asking the same exact questions that you already have in your application. You already have all the information about their business. You might know their square footage. You might know, and that, it's for personal policies too. You they're not doing anything in a cross sell upsell way that's unique and different and interesting. And I know people don't want to ask additional questions because they don't want to hurt their retention numbers. Uh-huh. And, and I get that, but there's still ways that we can do it. Yeah, no. If 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 the question is, is click here to renew us is or, hey, for an extra 150 bucks, you you can double your, your 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 coverage. Maybe with an example of why having a million over 500 is 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 important. Exactly. Um, Same thing with with package policies. Instead, with if you have package policies and you have one coverage part of a package, you've already been quoted for the others, whether you know that or not. And so it's so easy to just say, hey, you have this, you have DNL, do you want tech DNL? Do you want, do you want cyber? Do you, what, what else do you want? Like, if you want these other things, you don't have to ask them any additional questions. It, it depends on what's in your individual package. And so, so that's what, you know, it depends if it's commercial or personal, what that looks like. But you don't have to ask any additional questions, but instead it should just be an extra. Okay, so, so, so option, option for individual insurance. Okay, so bringing, so bringing in a real insurance person that has been playing in the insurance space since the beginning and has helped build uh, insurance can, can, can help you not miss those those things that you shouldn't miss yeah that you just don't know don't know what you don't know excellent uh, thank you so much for for, for for your time it's been great 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 to have you on yeah Tony, it's been great really loved it thank you